we didn't get a whole lot of snow here uh, back at our house we got ten and a half inches and so uh, we're uh, we're thankful that we're able to services tonight and I'm glad that you're you were able to get out this evening let's go ahead and have a word of prayer our Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for this day. Thank you for the opportunity to be in your house, to worship, and to praise you. Lord, we ask that your presence would be in our presence this evening. Lord, we ask that you would speak to our hearts as only you can. Lord, we do ask that you be with our teenagers as they, uh, they uh, sing and as they uh, play. And Lord, I ask that you would just uh, give them peace and comfort, Lord, realizing that they uh, are doing it for our audience of one, and that's for you. Lord, I do thank you for all that you do. We love you in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, if you'll turn in your hymnals to page number 411, The Solid Rock.
All right, if you'll now turn to page 160, my Jesus, I love thee. Thank you. 
went to an orchestra last night, and the way they tuned was so graceful, like everybody just played a long note, and Summer made the comment, she goes, why can't you tune like that, Ethan? It sounds so pretty. She goes, when you tune, it's just like. I go, they're professionals. <laughs> on you. All right. This first one, sweet by and by. All right.
mistake. I bet you know that wasn't It Is Well With My Soul, but instead, How Great Thou Art. That was my bad. <laughs> but um, that's all we have, unless you want something else. It's up to you. I saw a light. I can't think of another one. I saw a light. Sure. In A? I just picked off the last two, though. I know. Appreciate uh, your hard work and uh, faithfulness to the Lord. I do, uh, as uh, I've asked Brother Keith to uh, give a, just a testimony of what's going on. Uh, so he's going to come up here in just a moment. But before he does, uh, let's turn to First John chapter four, and we're going to do our our uh, song for the month, and we'll just sing it through one time. I, I, this will be the last time this month. I hope that uh, if you put this to memory. Uh, maybe we can do it without the Bibles, but uh, uh, hopefully uh, you can do that. But all right, let's sing First John four, seven and eight. 
Beloved, let us love one another. come next month we're going to work on john 3 16 how many knows that all right well we should be able to sing that one i'll, I'll we'll put it to a tune uh, next week all right. all right praise the lord kind of stopping in and wanted to say that i appreciate all you folks do and you have my verse up here you realize i'm from the hills of tennessee right so it's bible brother there it is all right, but I appreciate your pastor. What a blessing he is. He's one of our board members, of course, and you know that. But uh, these guys are really uh, a blessing, and they are being required more and more of. We've met twice this year already. Your pastor, uh, due to a funeral, was not able to make that one. Uh, but we're going to meet some more. Uh, things are happening at Seedline. We are now fully moved into Brazil, and it's just awesome uh, being out there. We have a, a lot of things happening. Actually, this week we have a two semi-loads that's going to be moved out. And uh, I took 10 skids up last week going to, uh, down to Central America. And I'll tell you a little bit about that in just in a moment, something you guys had a part of. But pray for us. We have the National Day of Prayer coming up in Washington, D.C. That's uh, April the 28th through May the 3rd. And we'll be reading the Bible around the clock on the back steps of the Capitol. So there's still time if you're interested in going to that. Love to have you. I think you've got a revival going around that time. So we'll be praying for that. Uh, but pray for us while we're there. We have a great opportunity. This administration is a little different than the other, and so we'll see how that goes. A lot of good things uh, possibly going to take place. And then on, uh, I think, May the 11, 12, and 13th, and I mentioned this to your pastor. You might want to get rid of him. Uh, it would be a great time to do that. We're working uh, with the National Law Enforcement Memorial Week, and they have a, a memorial set up where the police officers who've lost their lives they engrave their names on a wall. They have a bike ride from Pennsylvania that comes in on Saturday. We're going to be there for that to distribute uh, uh, John and Romans. And then Sunday evening, they'll be having uh, their candlelight vigil. They expect over 20-some thousand people there for that. So we're putting a team together to try to give out as much of the scripture as we can. So we need all the help we can get for that. Uh, we've had excellent response. We went not last year, but the year before. And uh, the National Law Enforcement Memorial Fund, that's our official title has given us permission to put their logo on the John Romans so we're we're in like Flint as they say and uh, that gives us a lot of clout and opportunity uh, to do that so we'll pray for that as it's coming up and then of course uh, a couple other things one if uh, President Trump does and gets his way with the military parade that'll probably be in November around Veterans Day we are working and then the planning stages of that we already have the cover set we're not ready quite to jump in want to make sure it's going to be a go but we're going to do 50,000 books for that and that'll be a distribution in DC and that's all local stuff uh, in the states and then we're working in South Korea actually I need about three more skids of material to come in from a couple churches and then we are sending a full container of John Romans and some helps you know uh, brother story if you've met him in the area he'll he's already done some translating we have gospel coloring books in Korean going into South Korea Inchon is the name of the place outside of Seoul. That's all I know about it. 
And uh, so we plan on going in September if you'd like to be on that trip uh, for distribution as well. Brother uh, Ernie Armstand is the missionary and he is going to receive the container, put it on his property, and then we'll be able to go over and help preach and share the gospel and so forth. And they said they'll take us up to the DMZ, providing we're not in a war at that time. So hopefully not. And uh, hopefully that North Korea will open up. That's all we need to pray, that God's open a, a door through some of the things that are coming up in the future. So pray about that. Uh, folks in North Korea need the gospel just like everybody else. And so we have the opportunity to be a part of that. And uh, so we're looking forward to that. Then we're also sending back to Brazil, South America again, and uh, going there as well. The Philippines, we're working on one this week uh, for the Philippines. So opportunity all over the place uh, for the word of God. And I want to... Uh, let you know that I appreciate what you folks do with the print building out here and uh, that is an awesome thing I think since the first of the year we've probably printed over a hundred thousand or close to it covers that are going on the scriptures that are going everywhere and uh, I want to share a little story with you let me give you this verse real quick and you're familiar with it in Isaiah chapter 55 and verse 11 it says so shall, my, so shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth it shall not return unto me void and uh, the Word of God does the work of God, and it's just awesome. I'm excited about the things that are coming on. But I want to share this story with you, and then I'll hush. I'm uh, looking forward to hearing your pastor preach. So um, he doesn't get to talk at home, so at church is his opportunity. So we, I'm looking forward to that. I'm the same way, so I don't get to speak either. Um, but we, you know, you folks do the covers back here, and we did the um, Romans Road on the very back. I don't know if you've seen them. If you have, you've helped collate and things like that. And I might say we're in Brazil now. We're just down the road. Uh, we have a lot of materials to put together. If you folks want to come and help do that, it would be awesome. I do that. Ladies are there Monday through Thursday, so anytime during the day or set it up in the evening. Now, that was a sidebar, and that was free. So that's. <clears throat> but uh, what I want to share with you is that the covers that you allow us to print and use the building and, and all that has your fingerprints on them. One of the ministries that we work with out of Illinois sends a lot of Sunday school material uh, down into, well, everywhere. It goes to Africa and all kinds of different places uh, that's going on. So on the back of that John of Romans is the Romans Road uh, telling them how to be saved. So we sent a bunch with them. It went down to Nicaragua in the capital city. I looked up the name two or three times. I tried to pronounce it, but being from the hills, there's no way. So you can look it up, but it's the capital city of Nicaragua, and there are some pastors in the town uh, much like you folks are having the uh, uh, Good Friday service and all that, got together and wanted to do something for the Lord. So they decided to have a meeting in the city down by the big tree by the bridge. Now, we don't know where that's at. I have no clue, but if you were to tell folks and give them direction, uh, that's how they were explaining it in the, around the city. And they gave a few days, a week or so, set that up. They went ahead and had their meeting, and while they were gathered there, they had them outside, of course. Uh, two or three preachers were preaching. A big crowd gathered in, and then, of course, right by that where that bridge was at is a big uh, highway coming through. And so there were four trucks that came down. They pulled off to the side of the road, and uh, the preachers noticed the guys came from the highway. The whole highway got shut down because they basically blocked the road. And these men came over, and while one was preaching, then in the back he saw the gentleman walk up to the, uh, one of the pastors in the back, and he saw him take one of the John and Romans, and down on the back, it has the plan of salvation led him to the Lord. And so uh, that is awesome. But there's more to that story. He made his way up to the pastor that was preaching. And he said, I need to ask your forgiveness. And he said, well, I saw you 
I opened the book back there and you went down the Romans road. Did you accept? He said, oh, yeah, I'm, I've accepted Christ. He said, I got forgiveness for that, but I need to ask you to forgive me. On those four trucks, they're fully loaded with explosives. Our job today, what we were going to do, we were going to pull under that bridge and blow it up. And uh, so God worked in that way, and these men got saved. They didn't blow the bridge up. And, uh, but I want you to hear that because you folks think sometimes, well, what good am I doing? What good are we doing in our little print shop out here? But you're having a worldwide impact, and God's word does not return void. And so an awesome thing that day, I don't know how many lives were saved. I don't know uh, what's going to change. But you know when the gospel changes the heart, their generations change from that. So never underestimate the word of God or giving out the word of God as well because God works it through our heart and he knows and he tells us in the scripture it will not return void. And uh, so I want to share that with you that you're a part of that and uh, it's just awesome how God works and does those things. So the word of God is very important. Don't let the devil rob that from you. Uh, what you're doing is serious business. Putnamville Baptist Church is a serious church. You're about God's business and we need to be about that until Jesus comes which could be any time. But I appreciate your help, your support, your prayer. Let me borrow your pastor and all the things he does and in the building out here. I usually don't see the guys that come in on Saturday sometimes, print all day. And we have a brother who uh, works at printing is his business. And he's been praying for God to let him do something for the Lord. And so when we came along, uh, made me happy, made him happy. So we're all happy. And, uh, but he's printing and, and very professional at it. So it's pretty awesome. But I want to thank you for that. Appreciate your help, and I appreciate your pastor. Thank you, Brother Keith. Hey, man, I appreciate Brother Keith and the ministry there at Seedline. That's how you're doing. I appreciate that story. I haven't heard that story yet, and so I appreciate that. That's, a, that's exciting to hear how the Lord changes lives. Amen. Uh, do you realize where you would be today without the Lord's intervention and his uh, saving of your life? Uh, I, I realize that. Uh, where I'd be, I'd probably, I know I wouldn't be here, and so I'm thankful uh, uh, of his saving grace tonight. I, I was thinking as I was uh, hearing uh, Brother Ethan, Brother Luke play, I was reminded of a story last week. Uh, we went to a revival, and uh, Brother Luke and Brother um, Peyton were playing there at Faith Baptist Church, and how many got to hear them play last week? Well, they they done a great job, I, I tell you. Um, Brother Wes, afterwards, he said, I, I don't know, folks. He says, I don't like to brag. He says, but I want you to know something. He says, before Pastor Brown took that church over there, he says, those boys didn't know how to play guitar. <laughs> and uh, so I amended him. That's, that was true. It was true. So Brother Bobby, in his, his uh, nice way, decided he would put his little stamp of approval on that statement and he said uh, reminded him of a story of a professor that went around to different uh, colleges and gave his spiel and he said he gave his spiel and, and he had a chauffeur and that chauffeur would go around with him hearing the spiel and he, so finally the chauffeur got upset he's like you're making all this money and I'm making just pennies on the dollar compared to you and he said, I can't believe this. And he says, I can do your speech just as well, probably better than you can. He says, uh, the, guy, the professor said, okay. He says, let's stop up here and we'll switch suits. And he says, I'll be the chauffeur, you be the professor. So they stopped, they'd done that, and they went to the college, and they, he gave his speech, done a wonderful job, better than the professor. 
And so the college uh, uh, president came up and he says, I tell you what we're going to do now. He says, we're going to take a question and answer time. He didn't know what to do, but uh, this guy he, from the crowd asked him a question. And he says, I cannot believe this wonderful college, as good as it is, would let somebody as stupid as you come in here. He says, uh, I'm going to prove to you how stupid of a question that is. I'm going to have my chauffeur answer that question for you. So everybody got a good giggle out of that, and he says, so what the, mean, uh, the, what the story is, he says, at the in invitation time, we're going to have Pastor Brown come up here and play the invitation with a guitar. I don't think so, but uh, uh, I guess they didn't want me to do it after all. But I appreciate our teenagers using their talents for the Lord. And uh, I tell you, I, I, I love services, Sunday night services, where our teens are involved. Because they will be the next church. They will be the, the next leadership in the church. And if we're not training them up in the way they should go, uh, they will depart from it. And so we need, I'm glad for good, faithful teenagers and faithful parents that... Uh, that are go to a faithful church and proclaim the truths of God's word without waver. And so thank you, uh, church, and thank you for teenagers for, for doing that. I do appreciate you again being here. Sorry we canceled services this morning, but uh, I just wasn't uh, sure of the weather. And I know a lot of you probably were snowed in uh, your driveways and such. Uh, I know I was out working until almost midnight last night trying to get our driveway cleared off. And uh, then finally, our, my snowblower broke, and so I had to do some shoveling, and that's for the birds, okay? I'm just telling you. I don't like to shovel. I did, I did about half my, uh, uh, my driveway with a shovel, and I said, I'm, I've had enough. I, I'm just done. And so I went inside and tried to have my wife have pity on me, and she didn't. She's, but uh, anyway, so I better move on. Brother Keith already got me in trouble, and I'm getting myself in worse trouble. But it's Palm Sunday. And uh, uh, for many, uh, we, I believe all of us understand what that is. It's the time of our Lord's uh, triumphant entry, and uh, where the people would cheer out. They cheered out to the Lord, Hosanna, Hosanna, Hosanna. Blessed is the King of Israel that cometh in the name of the Lord. They would lay uh, palm leaves down on the ground, signifying their acceptance of him as being their Lord and as being their, uh, their king. And uh, this evening I want to preach a message that I've titled, What a Difference a Week Makes. What a Difference a Week Makes. I want to invite you to Matthew chapter 21. Matthew chapter number 21. And uh, uh, see what the Lord has for us this this evening, the Bible says, And when they, in verse 1, And when they drew nigh unto Jerusalem, and were come to Bethphage, that unto the Mount of Olives, sent, uh, then sent Jesus two disciples, saying unto them, Go into the village over against you, and straightway ye shall find an ass tied in the colt with her. Loose them, and bring them unto me. And if any man say aught unto you, ye shall say, The Lord hath need of them, and straightway he will send them. All this was done that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the prophet, saying, Tell ye the daughter of Zion, Behold, thy king cometh unto thee, meek, and sitting upon an ass, and, the colt, and a colt the foal of an ass. And the disciples went and did as Jesus commanded them, and brought, in, brought the ass and the colt, and 
put them, uh, put on their their clothes, and they sat on them thereon. And a very great multitude uh, spread their garments in the way, cutting down branches from the trees and straw them in the way. And the multitude that went before and that followed cried, saying, Hosanna to the son of David. Blessed is he that cometh in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. And and when he was come into Jerusalem, all the cities was moved, saying, Who is this? Let's pray. Our Heavenly Father, again, thank you for your love, your mercy, and your grace. Thank you for the opportunity to be in your house. Lord, thank you for these teenagers and the talents that you've given them. Lord, I pray that they will always use these talents for you and for your glory. Not for self-glory, not for self-pride, but Lord, to bring glory and honor to your holy name. Lord, I pray that, uh, Lord, that you would have your way in this service. Speak to our hearts as only you can. Give us some things from your word. Uh, that we can glean from it and uh, be better Christians for it. Thank you, Lord, for all that you do. We give you the praise, the glory, and the honor that comes from it. In Jesus' name, amen. This portion of Scripture is commonly known as the triumphal uh, entry of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Our King did not come on the scene riding on a stallion, as many would think, a king coming in on making his his grand entrance, but uh, rather he came riding in on a lowly donkey. And uh, uh, the time came when uh, the reason why is these people, would they were spreading their, the palm trees, signifying again that their acceptance that he would be their king and, and how they wanted him to set up their, his kingdom right then and right there. That's what they wanted. That's what they were expecting him to do. Uh, I want you to notice how these people went from a time of jubilant cheering. I mean, they were excited cheering for for the Lord and uh, how he was going to set up his kingdom and how he was going to reign and and, uh, rule there. But then just a week later, as you'll know, as we all know the story, there's jesting and cursing and uh, the name of the Lord. I want you to notice just a few things, probably eight or nine, ten things, uh, but it won't be long, I promise you. I want you to notice, number one, notice the praise of the people. Look there in verse 8 and 9. It says, And a very great multitude spread their garments in the way. Others cut down uh, branches from the trees and straw them in the way. And the multitudes went before and that followed, crying, saying, Hosanna to the Son of David. Blessed is he that cometh in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. That word Hosanna there, if you look it up, it means, O oh, save or save us now. These folks were looking for a king to save them from the persecution and from their trials and from different things that were going on in their lives. The people knew that they were promised a coming Messiah, but what they didn't know is that uh, Jesus' timing is not the same as our timing. And they knew from the scriptures that God was going to send a, a Messiah and, and that that. that uh, Uh, Jesus was, they thought that this was their Messiah. And they were right that that Jesus is their Messiah, but they wanted him to set up his kingdom right then and right there. But that wasn't God's plan. This just kind of reminds me that God's timing isn't always our timing. But can I tell you, God's timing is always perfect timing. 
See, the Lord's popularity had spread throughout the, uh, the country, throughout the land. And from the first recorded public miracle uh, that the Lord had there in, in the marriage of Canaan and turning the water into wine, uh, this was the beginning of his earthly ministry, if you would, as many would know. And uh, great fame spread across the land because of what was going on and what he had done. Multitudes of people followed after the Lord and they flocked after him because of the phenomenons that they, uh, that they witnessed. I mean, these great miracles that were happening, man, they were, they were astonished at what he could do. They witnessed uh, people that were blind all their life. Now they can see. They witnessed people that were deaf. They could not hear and uh, hearing the, the birds chirp for the first time. They witnessed this with their very own eyes, these phenomenons, these great miracles. They witnessed people that, uh, that were lame. They could not walk. And, and, they, and now they're up running around and excited about the things that God had done for them. Uh, they witnessed a naked, possessed man uh, now clothed and in his right mind. They witnessed the uh, phenomenon after phenomenon, miracle after miracle. Some may have even been a part of that miracle. They may have experienced it firsthand in their life, and they witnessed and they followed after him after seeing these great miracles. And as long as they witnessed these phenomenons, these miracles, as long as they witnessed these things, they were cheering for him and saying, Hosanna! And they were crying out, King of the Jews, and they were excited about the things of God. They would shout out praises of adoration. They would cheer out Hosanna. Not only the phenomenons, but many followed the Lord because of His provision. You see, they saw the Lord feed the multitude of people with just two fish and five barley loaves. They witnessed the Lord provide new wine from water at a wedding. They witnessed the Lord provide a coin in a fish's mouth to pay taxes. They witnessed many wonderful provisions of the Lord. And they were cheering out, Hosanna, Hosanna, King of the Jews. And as long as they could witness his phenomenons, as long as they could witness his provisions. Hey, they were crying out, this is, this is wonderful. We want you to set up your kingdom. But notice what a difference a week makes. You see, they would cheer and praise him, praise his name because all he had done and what he was doing in their lives. Kind of reminds us like us. As long as we see God's miracles, as long as we see His, his healing, well, as long as we see uh, His provisions, my needs are met, all these things are, are taken care of. Hey, we cry out, Hosanna! Hey, He is Lord! He is good! But what happens when trials come and troubles come? What a difference a day may bring forth. You see, but the greatest thing that He has ever done had not happened yet. Yes, we should praise Him because of the phenomenons, and we should praise Him because of His provisions, His powers, all these things. But He's about to do something spectacular. Bigger than healing the physical, He's going to provide a spiritual healing. The Bible says, Jesus saith unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. He didn't say, I was one of many ways. He said, I am the way. 
Folks, we need to get that. Hey, you say, Pastor, you're narrow-minded. Don't you believe that there's many ways? No, I don't believe that. If If I believe that, I might as well throw the book away. I believe God says in his word, I am the way. I talked to a, uh, a man that I've, I've been, uh, I'm in the ministry today, I'm saved today, and I, I put largely part, of course, because of the Lord, but this man in my life, he, he was my friend, and uh, he, he invited me to church and all these things, and I was talking to him uh, this last week. He asked me to have lunch with him, and I had lunch with him, and he was telling me, uh, uh, I, I had lunch with him a couple months ago, and he said, Hey, I don't want you to be upset with me. I said, What's going on? He says, I've turned to Catholicism. I said, Okay. He said, You mad at me? I said, No, nah, I mean, no. I'm not mad at you. I love you. I'm in the ministry today, I, I, largely because of you, and, uh, and I, I thank the Lord for you. I think you're a little mixed up on some things. He's always, he's searched, he's went with the Messianic Jews, he went to Hebrews, he's went to uh, Judaism, and I mean, he's went through all kinds of Hinduism. I mean, everything you can think of searching. It was just another thing for me. Just I just, okay. Well, yesterday we were, or the other day we were talking, and he says, don't you have any questions for me? I said, well, I said, not really. I said, why do you Catholics pray to Mary? He said, well, we don't pray to Mary. He says, we pray, we ask Mary to pray for us. Uh, it'd be like you, me asking you to pray for me. He says, don't we have, uh, if you want to get to the son, don't you, don't, you, don't you think you ought to go to the mom? Then he told me this, and this is what really got me. He says, you know, he says, there's only two perfect people that's ever walked on this earth. Really? I thought it was just Jesus. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. There's one mediator between Christ and man, the man Christ Jesus. I said, there's some things that I don't agree with that. I said, he says, well, Mary, she was perfect. That hurt me worse than anything. Because Jesus is the only perfect one. There's only one mediator between Christ, our God and man, and that's the man, Christ Jesus. You see, as long as everything's going well, we cheer him. As long as everything's, we see his provisions, but he's about to become our propitiation. The Bible says in Romans 3.25, it says, Whom God has set, before, set forth to be a propitiation through the, the faith in His blood to declare His righteousness for, his remission, for, for, for the remission of sins that were passed through the forbearance of God. The Bible says, And He is the propitiation for our sins, and not our sins only, but for the sins of the whole world. See, my ever-living soul was saved from the penalty of death and hell in the grave for that I will for that I will always continue to praise the Lord. Doesn't matter. Listen folks, it doesn't matter our trials, our troubles, our circumstances, our sorrows, our heartaches, our headaches. We're still going to praise him for he's worthy of our praise. 
Yes, I love the provisions of God. Yes, I love the phenomenons of God. But can I tell you what matters is that propitiation, that His blood making that uh, mercy atonement for me, that mercy seat. That's what the word means there, propitiation, atonement. Then I want you to notice... Notice the purification. Look there in Matthew 22, verse 12. It says, And Jesus went into the temple of God and cast out all them that sold and bought in the temple and overthrew the tables of the money changers and seat, uh, and the seats of them that sold doves and said unto them, It is written, My house shall be called the house of prayer, but ye have made it a den of thieves. These folks in the temple here, they were, uh, they were selling unworthy sacrifices. You say, what was wrong with them selling sacrifice? It was because the sacrifices were with blemish. They would sell a dove that maybe have one leg or uh, one brown eye and one blue eye or uh, couldn't, couldn't fly or whatever the case. They would sell these sacrifices that were unworthy. Why is that a big issue? I mean, why is that a big issue? Because the sacrifice, the Bible goes all the way back into the Old Testament and tells us that they had to be without spot and blemish. And God sets up a, a list of criteria, if you will. Why? Because he's picturing the Lord Jesus Christ being that perfect sacrifice without spot or blemish to take the sins of the world. Now, you know, this re reminds me back to my story of my friend and you know, why didn't Mary die for us then? Jesus is the perfect sacrifice. These folks were uh, selling these unworthy sacrifices, and Jesus, knowing what they were doing, cast them out of the temple. Of course, this was not a popular thing. I believe at, the point, at that point, people began to turn from saying, Hosanna to now they're questioning what's going on. Many times when he does a purification in our hearts, it'll turn us one of two ways. It'll either turn us bitter, it'll turn us better towards God. You begin to take a stand against those things that you know is not right. You begin to allow the Lord to clean out that junk in your life. And after God saves us, then he cleans us up. There are many out there today that think, I, I, I can't get saved today because I've I, I got to stop drinking first, or I've got, I, I, I got to stop stealing or doing drugs, or I've got to stop this or that. But the thing of it is, is that God wants you where you're at, and He will save you where you're at. And once you're saved, God will do that purification in your life. Listen, when you stand up for what is right, be ready. There's always opposition right around the corner. But then I want you to notice number three, the priest. Turn back to Matthew 21, 15 there. It says, And when the chief priests and the scribes saw the wonderful things, notice that, they saw the wonderful things that he had did. And the children crying in the temple and saying, Hosanna to the son of David. Notice this. They were sore displeased. Think about that. After seeing the Lord doing some great things. You know what? That reminds me of sometimes how we are. God's doing some great things in a particular person's life. Maybe in a different church. And we can see God's hand upon them. Sometimes we get even this attitude that we're sore displeased because He's not doing it in our life. 
maybe jealous or whatever the case. These priests have already decided that they were going to do anything and everything they could to stop the Lord. They tried to trick him. They tried to turn the people against him. And through all their efforts, they could not stop the Lord. No matter what they did, his popularity continued to grow. Then I want you to notice number four, their plot. Look there in uh, Matthew twenty-two fifteen. 15. It says, Then when the Pharisees and took counsel how they might entangle him in his talk. They tried to trick him with their, with their lips. They questioned his influence. There back in Matthew 21, 23, it says, By what authority dost thou these things? And who giveth thee this, this authority? He asked them a question. He says this, the baptism of John. Whence was it, from heaven or of men? And they refused to answer. Then they questioned his integrity, not only his influence, but his integrity. They, they then asked him about if it was lawful to give tribute unto Caesar or not. And he told them, render unto Caesar what is Caesar's, unto God which is God's. They could not find any fault in him. Then they questioned his intelligence. In their next attempt to trick him, they, they asked him about the law. They said, Master, in Matthew twenty two thirty six, Master, which is the great commandment in the law? And he answered them with love. He says, Love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, with all thy might. Again, unable to trick him with their lips, they tried to trap him with their lies. There in Matthew 26, 34, it says this, Then assembled together the chief priests and the scribes and the elders of the people unto the palace of the high priest who was called uh, Caiaphas and consulted that they might take Jesus by subtlety and kill him. They said that he had uh, no right to say and do the things that he did to, uh, to heal and, uh, on the Sabbath day and to do all these things. They falsely accused him, yet... We know the story. They were unable to win. They thought they, they had won, but three days later, we know as we rejoice next week and we rejoice every day that he arose victorious over death, hell, and the grave. But then I want you to notice number five. Notice the people there in Matthew 21, 14. It says, And the blind and the lame came to him in the temple, and he healed them. The people would flock to him because they, they had a need and he was the only one that could meet their needs. Knowing that he would be persecuted for causing the blind to see and the lame to walk, he had compassion on them anyway. And the Bible says that he healed them. You see, he stirred a great excitement in the crowd. At the end of his entry, his grand entry story, we do not have the whole story. Things will turn in a totally terrible and different direction. But not an unexpected direction. The Lord knew exactly what was going to happen. God knew that Jesus knew exactly what uh, the shame, the pain, the rejection, the death that he was about to face. But the Bible says that he turned his face toward Calvary and there was no turning back. It says in Luke 9.51, it says, And it came to pass when the time was come that he should be received up, he steadfastly 
set his face to go to Jerusalem. He, he said it. He, I mean, he was focused on his task at hand. But then I want you to notice number six. Notice Pilate. Matthew 27, 17, it says, Therefore, when they were gathered together, Pilate said unto them, Whom will ye that I release unto you, Barabbas or Jesus, which is called the Christ? Pilate had a choice. He could have released Jesus. It was within his power to release Jesus, but Pilate made a choice to allow a murderer to go free instead of a just man. Then number seven, notice the petition. Surely these people that witnessed, these people that witnessed the Lord's phenomenons, His provisions, surely there's be some that would stand up for what is right. Surely people would petition Pilate to release Jesus. Surely after witnessing their need, their every need met, they would do something. But notice what they said in Matthew 27, 21. It says, The governor answered and said unto them, Whether the twain will ye that I release unto you? They said, Barabbas. Pilate saith unto them, What shall I do then with Jesus, which is called the Christ? They all, notice that, they all say unto him, Let him be crucified. And the governor said, Why? What evil hath he done? But they cried out the more, saying, Let him be crucified. After all the Lord had done for them, they cried out, Crucify him. Well, let me do a side note here, folks. We may not say crucify him, but in our actions... In our attitudes, for all that God has done for us, what in reality we're saying is crucify Him. I don't care what He's done for me. I don't care the sacrifice. I don't care what He's done. See, I never said that. I would never say that, Pastor. But in our actions, in our attitudes, We've said it. Before we get too high and mightily upon ourselves, take heed lest you fall. The petition here, these same people that witnessed his great miracles and his provisions and, and the same people just a week before were cheering, Hosanna, Hosanna, now are cursing and crying out, crucify him, crucify him. Notice number eight, the persecution. Jesus was delivered to be crucified for crimes that he had not done. There in Matthew 27, 24, it says, Then released he Barabbas unto them, and when he had scourged Jesus, he delivered him to be crucified. They beat him with a cat of nine tails. For you that, I believe you all know this, but it was a whip that had shards of glass, rock, metal, anything that uh, they could put in this leather whip. And, and what it would do is it, they would wrap, the Roman centurion would, would, would whip, and they would, what would happen is that leather would wrap all the way around our Lord's body. 
I'm not trying to be gross. I just want us to get the picture here, the, what he went through, the persecution that he went through, and why would he do it for me? That's what, that's what boggles my mind. That leather would go, those leather straps would come around, all the way wrapped around his body, and as they, that Roman centurion would whip it back, those shards of glass and metal and rock, and it would dig into his side and just take the flesh from off the bone. The Bible says this, as many was astoned at thee, his visage was so marred more than any man, and his form more than any more than the sons of men. He he wasn't even recognizable, folks. I know Hollywood has tried to portray it, but can I tell you not even Hollywood could portray it. What he went through. They plotted a crown of thorns upon his head. They wrapped a robe around him and mocked him. They gave him a reed in his hand. They mocked him. They spat in his face. They plucked out his beard with their hands. And he carried his cross. And he did it for me. And he did it for you. The Lord is not slacking concerning his promises as some men count slackness. But as long suffering to us, word, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. What he went through that day, no man should have ever had to go through. Why would he go through all that? He could have called 10,000 angels, the Bible teaches us. He could have at any moment said, It's enough! But no. He went all the way to the cross. Nothing could stop him. No person could have stopped him. No plan could have stopped him. No problem could have stopped him. No persecution, no pain, none of it, nothing could stop him from fulfilling God's plan. But God commendeth his love towards us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Much more than being now justified by His blood, we shall be saved from the wrath through Him. See, it was because of His great love for us. We love Him because He first loved us. Then I want you to notice the last thing. Notice the passion. Luke twenty-three thirty-four says, Then saith Jesus, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. After all that we put Him through, I say we... I did that on purpose. So I didn't put him on your sin, put him on the cross. After we have cursed him and mocked him and lied about him, he still loves us enough to say, Father, forgive them. They know not what they do. He loves us enough to die for us. I could, I could possibly understand someone dying for our freedoms. I could possibly understand someone dying for a loved one. But someone that refuses to, refuses him and rejects him, and it's hard for me to understand. The Bible says this in Romans 5, 6, it says, For when we were yet without strength, in due time Christ died for the ungodly. That's you. That's me. 
For scarcely for a righteous man will one die, yet peradventure for a good man some would even dare to die. You see, the miracles that he performed in our life are great and wonderful. But if he chooses never to reveal another phenomenon, another miracle in my life, I'm going to choose to praise him. If he never decides to provide another need for me, although I know he says he's promised that he'd provide for my needs, if he chooses not to, you know what? I've determined that I'm going to praise him. These people that started out cheering for him, saying, Hosanna, Hosanna, are now cursing him, saying, Crucify him, crucify him. Oh, what a difference a week makes. Folks, let me ask you. Let me ask you. If God was to take away his hand of protection about you, if God was to take his provisions away, if God was to take the miracles that he performs almost on a daily basis in our lives, are you still going to praise him? Or are we going to be like those that said, crucify him, crucify him? Let me ask you, have you ever experienced the phenomenon of the second birth? Have you been born again? If not, you need to realize that Jesus Christ provided the way. Why? Because he loves you. Say, person, have you given him the praise that he deserves? Are you allowing him to be Lord of your life? You've witnessed his phenomenons. You've seen his provisions on numerous occasions, yet you still have not allowed him to be Lord of your life. Why not today surrender? Say, Lord, I just want to make this commitment to you today. Whatever comes my way, I'm going to praise you. I'm going to praise you. Heads are bowed and eyes are closed. What a difference a week makes. Can I tell you, many times it's a difference a day, an hour makes. We're experiencing the great provisions of God. We're experiencing great things happen. And we're cheering, but as soon as trials and tribulations come, maybe not in our words, but in our actions, we're saying, crucify him. Can I challenge you this morning? God's good. God's good no matter what comes our way. God's still good. I say through the dreaded word of cancer, God's good. Through the dreaded words of death, God is still good. To be absent from the bodies, to be present with the Lord. Why should we worry about death? We shouldn't. Folks, God's good to us. Let's just, let's just determine to praise Him. I know we all have bad days. I know we all have bad times and bad experiences. But can I tell you, that does not determine whether God is good or not. God's good no matter what. Our Heavenly Father, Lord, I do thank you for your love, your mercy, and your grace. Lord, I thank you for these folks that came out tonight. Lord, I thank you uh, for just the ability to come into your nice, warm place and just to worship and praise you tonight. Lord, I pray as men and women, boys and girls around this church tonight, Lord, that we would examine our hearts. Lord, before we get too 
uh, puffed up with pride, Lord, that we would examine our hearts and say, you know what, there's areas in my life that I have not been praising you. I haven't been praising you like I should because of this or that. Lord, that we would be honest with you. You know our hearts. Lord, that we would find a place at this altar and just confess our faults to you. And Lord, that we would just be honest and say, Lord, I haven't been right with you. But Lord, from this point on, with your help, I'm going to praise you no matter what comes my way. Lord, thank you for what you're going to do. In Jesus' name, amen. Heads are bowed and eyes are closed. Brother Adam's going to begin playing softly. I'm going to ask you to stand to your feet. If God spoke to your heart, maybe you just need to come and thank him for dying for your sins. I don't know what the case may be tonight, but I'm just going to ask you to come and be obedient to him. done a work in your heart I know it's it's times when trials and troubles come our way we get a little sideways with God but can I tell you he's still good we don't want what we deserve we deserve to die and spend eternity in hell but I'm thankful if you're saved this, this evening that's not what you're going to get God has a place prepared for us that have trusted Him. Open our eyes, Lord. Help us to see. Open our ears. Help us to listen. Let me give you just a few announcements. I want to remind you that this coming Friday at 7 o'clock, we're going to have a service here at our church, Good Friday service. And uh, Brother Wes is going to be preaching. Brother Burt's church, they're going to have their choir here and some special singing. And uh, uh, we're going to have a junior church and um, a nursery. So if you're interested in helping with uh, those uh, areas, please let me know. And, uh, but that, that's this coming Friday, and I'm looking forward to a wonderful service. And then April the 1st, next Sunday, it's hard to believe, but it's a Resurrection Sunday. And uh, so we're going to have a sunrise service at 7.30 in the morning. And uh, so we'll have that service. And then afterwards, we're going to have a pitch-in breakfast. And want everybody to come in, uh, for that. And then uh, after that, uh, depending on time and things, we're planning on having Sunday school. 
and then morning worship service afterwards. No evening service next week, okay? I want you to spend time with your family and uh, rejoice in what uh, in our Savior's, uh, uh, what he's done for us. And then Saturday, April the 7th is a prayer breakfast. And then our uh, couples retreat is April the 27th and 28th. We need to know today if you're planning on going to that. Uh, so please uh, let us know for sure so we can... Um, we can make sure we have enough rooms reserved. All right, I think that's all the announcements. Let's go ahead and have the men come forward. We'll take up this evening's tithes and offerings. Again, tonight, everything that comes in tonight that's not designated tithes or missions will go to our teens. So um, if you have a special offering that you would like to give to the teens, and this here, this the funds that come in, is going to help our teens for their trip to Costa Rica and going on a mission trip, and I know I'm looking forward to that, and I think they are as well. All right, I'm going to ask uh, Brother Joshua, would you please ask? more prayer thank you for being here tonight and uh, come back Wednesday night for our uh, evening service there brother Tim sir would you close us in a word thank you for the opportunity to worship and praise your name Father we thank you for a good testimony from our missionary friends and Lord we thank you for just all you're doing in our lives and to our church and with our church and Lord we just praise you for it Lord, we ask that you go with us this week to help us to continue to build on the foundation of Jesus Christ and to, to walk sure and to stand firm, to just uh, be a light to the world. Lord, we ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen.